There we go. Hey, we should be live on Facebook now. All right, let's try that again. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Natural State, live on Facebook for a special edition of Inside the Natural State Sports Podcast. So uh, I hope you guys are out there enjoying this today. Uh, We got a big show. As you can tell today, we got Joe Klein joining us on the Mountain Valley Live Hotline. Andy's, just don't worry about it right now. It'll come up in a minute, I hope. So if not, we're we're live somewhere because there's two people. There's three people watching, so we're live somewhere. So I don't know. All right, man. Well, big show today. We're going to talk with uh, Joe Klein. uh, Talk some Last Dance and uh, and get into that, and then also little Corky's Barbecue. Of course, we got a little of that here in front of us. uh, Playing with my new cameras. I think I think Andy's almost ate all of his already. So um, the fan is making it kind of. Uh, fast when the fans yeah. Well, it gets hot in here, man. So new cameras. Hopefully the sounds are good. Hopefully everything is good. Let me check our settings and make sure we don't have a massive echo today. And we do, probably do. All right. I hope I fixed that. I don't know why these settings keep changing on us. All right. So hopefully everything's fixed, guys. Welcome to welcome in to Inside the Natural State. This will sound much better on the podcast, I promise. And uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. We are joined today by the one and only hey, Big hey. Joe Klein, and uh, we are excited to have Big Joe on with us today. I hope I probably had you muted that whole time, but uh, Joe, thanks for joining us, bud. Oh man, my pleasure. Glad so, to be on with you guys. So Andy and I are sitting here enjoying some amazing uh, Corky's barbecue and cheese dip. I have uh, I'm devouring a half chicken over here. Um, <laughs> so uh, sound like me. <laughs> Well, we had, we had to get the good barbecue. I mean, we couldn't have Big Joe on without having the best barbecue in in, in, in Central Arkansas. So, uh, Corky's is the spot. Make sure you get out there and check it out. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate that very much. So, so what's Joe doing to uh, pass the time during quarantine right now? Are you are you surviving this? How are you How are you making it? Well, uh, you know, kind of. You know, everybody, you kind of get your little triangle or your little area where you go i mean i go up uh, to corky's and help our drive-thrus open so you know that's been very busy for us and we're very grateful that it that it's been busy and then i'll either then i'll come home and you know every now and then i'll slide over up and get some golf balls at pleasant valley country club but you know that's you know pretty much i'm either doing yard work here working at corky's or sliding out to a uh, Get a few golf balls. So, I mean, it's you know kind of probably what everybody's doing. You got their got my little routine and trying to do the best we can to uh, stay quarantined and, and try to get this thing under control. Yeah, right. That sounds like a pretty good triangle to me, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not complaining. Golf balls in the middle. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. The yard work thing is is a little uh, a little little rough and. But I still have my 18-year-old at home, but I'm losing him next year. Losing, losing my free labor next year, so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm still a couple people with long businesses. I'm still trying to work my uh, my uh, my free labor to the right age where it's where it's appropriate, I suppose. So seven and three. My three-year-old likes to push the bubble mower to help, but that's a that's about all I get out of him. So. But I got a grandson who does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know how I go. It's it's a lot of fun though. My wife thinks it's really cute, and apparently, it's great, great picture opportunities. So, uh, but yeah, it's it, we we've been doing our best to quarantine as well. We've been sitting here. I've been playing teacher and uh, and uh, and all that good stuff now. While while Andy over here, who who didn't work for like two years, is is now back to work and hadn't missed a beat. So he's nope. he's got it rolling. Finally. <laughs> Glad it's you with the seven-year-old and the three-year-old, not me. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, I'm sure I can send them up to to Corky's in North Little Rock and they can do some dishes or something. I'm, you guys well, get them out of there. The the yeah, now Zyler actually likes it. Yeah. <laughs> did he make a mistake? Jay, I like doing dishes. He, he did. It was his punishment. It was his new chore, and then he was like, "I like it." I'm like, "Crap." <laughs> like, what about um, you get dishes every night? So we wanted to get you on the show a little bit just to talk a few different things, but obviously the last dance is our, is our, is our joys of sport right now. And, 
and uh, couldn't couldn't help but uh, notice your your spat with uh, with the pigskin preacher over the over the week and, um, on Twitter, which was a lot of fun. So uh, following all that, so I really wanted to get some of your thoughts. Now, obviously, as you as we've watched the Last Dance, it's obviously a Michael Jordan documentary, and and brings us back to when I absolutely loved watching the NBA. It was my favorite favorite time frame for the NBA. But uh, so it's been a lot of fun to watch. But one thing that I found interesting, and knowing you know your history in the NBA, I know you played against these guys, but I wanted to talk about playing with Dennis Rodman and 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 any moments that stick out with Dennis, because obviously he's a uh, Every he, <laughs> and so yeah he, he he's wild. But I want to get your thoughts on that and, and just what it was like playing with Rodman. Well, I mean, it was a lot like all those guys, Scotty, Michael, and uh, Dennis. It was a lot more fun playing with them than against them <laughs> because uh, I mean you know Dennis was just a guy that did all the dirty work and guarded you hard and rebounded hard and uh, you know he, he was really as as an opponent he was really annoying because he was good and he and, and he guarded you like I said and rebounded and just made life tough for you so I mean playing against him as it is with all great players is very very difficult but um, you know everybody has this picture of him being uh, you know mean or tough I mean he was a puppy dog I mean he's a yeah. I mean my kid Daniel was a ball boy with the Bulls when he was I think 10 and I mean he would I'd go in early to watch uh, to work out because I was, you know, I was a role player into the bench guy. And, you know, I didn't know if I was going to play that night or, but I tried to stay in shape. And so I'd go in early and work out and take him with me and they'd sit in the lounge together. And when I'd come back in before the game, he and Dennis would be sitting there watching cartoons with their mouth open. <laughs> so, I mean, so he was harmless. He just, he was just wild. You know, I mean, I think you see they depict that very well in the documentary is that, you know, he's not doing anything evil or mean. You know, he plays hard and he lived hard. And and so, I mean, uh, he just, he was a different cat, but, you know, not a, not a mean bone in his body. I don't know why it's just so easy for me to see Dennis Rodman sitting watching cartoons, though. So. I totally see that. Him and Roadrunner, yeah. or maybe Wild yeah. Cow. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's where I see that. I got a kick yeah. out of out of the, the 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 segment, the part there where he, you know, they let him go on his quote unquote vacation to Vegas, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carmen Electra and Jordan's like, he's not coming back. Like he's just not coming. So. <laughs> Should have known. known. We knew he wouldn't be back. So <laughs> he's not going to be back in 48 hours. You know that. Uh, so I'm going to, so I'm going to put something up on our live screen here for just a second. Cause um, I thought this was pretty awesome. And you got to, I want to know the story behind this. Cause I saw it on the, um, on the broadcast, actually, I think in an interview with Phil Jackson, but then also um, there was, you posted it on Twitter, I think is in, in reaction with, uh, with pigskin there. But the, so the holiday card from Dennis Rodman <laughs> has got to be the greatest thing I have ever ever seen well first of all i love pigskin a lot of a lot of what i was doing with him i mean i didn't necessarily believe it but i knew all the things i was saying were really going to bother him because he's a <laughs> he's a great guy he's a detroit through and through michigan through and through and so i was poking the bear a little bit there but you know that's dennis right there i mean that picture you know of him looking up to heaven and the angel uh i mean it's just it's just that's him in a nutshell. I mean, he's asking to go to Vegas, uh, you know, in January, but he's sending out that postcard to everybody in December. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, that, that's him in a nutshell right there. Again, wild, you know, you're looking at it from afar and you're going good grief, but inside the circle, he was very uh, focused, practiced hard, uh, played hard. He was, uh, he was a good teammate. I mean, I, he's again, he's the epitome. He's the guy that when he's on your team, you love him because, again, he does everything. He does everything that nobody wants to do. And, but when you're playing against him, he's a real nuisance because he's, he's, he's like a gnat. I mean, he's everywhere, and you can't get him off you. 
sure with him. Well, so maybe along those long, those same lines, because uh, obviously he was there. But I know you played against him with the Pistons. What was it like playing the Pistons during that run? Where they, I mean, obviously we see the depiction on the Last Dance. But what was it like playing against those teams? No, they they were good. Now, I mean, defensively they were on point, I and mean, I think that's what made them very good. I mean, they had Joe Dumars, who was a very versatile. A guard. I mean, he could play a little point. He could score it. I mean, he's a very good defender, very uh, unselfish player. I mean, I, I, I think their chemistry was awesome. I think they had a great chemistry. You know, John Sally and Dennis and James Edwards and Lambeer and Denny Johnson. I mean, they just they had a tremendous chemistry and were very focused and on point about winning games, not really caring uh, how they won them or what what who got the credit uh, they had a you know a hall of famer and isaiah thomas and so i mean just very on point team that was very difficult to play because defensively uh they just got after you and then they the they got the bad boy thing going which uh you know a lot of teams played that way the nba was taught that way to play tough and physical back in that day. They obviously were the gold standard to that. They took it to another level, but, you know, that's the way the NBA was taught. I mean, it wasn't, they weren't the only team doing it. It's just that they, they did it a little to the, to the extreme, but I think a lot of that was because they got this uh, bad boy thing going, which really hyped it up, which made them want to even do it more. And so, uh, again, very difficult, very good team, very talented team. So one of the things that would always come up, I know, in, in the show, and, and obviously one of the things that made them great was them being able to get under your skin. Was there ever a moment that you played against the Pistons that you can remember that they just that, that you had that moment where they got under your skin, where you kind of kind of lost your cool? Because, I mean, I think we can all see Big Joe um, losing his cool. The, the psychology of what they were doing was brilliant because I remember in Sacramento and even in Boston, when they would be coming into town – you know, your focus would be, you know, I'm not going to take any crap from these guys. I'm going to show everybody how tough I am. I'm going to, you were focused on that instead of how are we going to win the damn game? You know, you wanted to show everybody how tough you were. So right there, they already had an advantage on you because you weren't thinking about what you were, you know, supposed to be doing. You were, you were thinking about, uh, when Lambeer pops me with an elbow, I'm not going to take it. And I'm going to show everybody, you know, that I'm a tough guy instead of, you know, taking it, staying in the game or not getting the free throws to the other team and helping us win. And so I, I think that was the brilliance of the, of the whole bad boy thing is it, it got you off your game mentally before the game even started. You were, you were trying to accomplish one thing instead of trying to accomplish the ultimate thing, which is to win the game. Yeah. That's definitely a, no way to think about it, for sure. Andy's trying to swallow over here. <laughs> Sorry. Barbecue, man. Don't Barbecue. joke, Andy. Don't I'm joke. <laughs> so, uh, out of all the NBA superstars you played with or against, you know, who was your favorite and who was maybe your least favorite to play against or with? I mean. Uh, my favorite to play with was Larry Bird. I mean, I love I uh, playing with him. He and I had a lot of common. We were small town, uh, Midwestern guys. Uh, had a lot of... Uh, similar likes and um you know beer being one of them and uh <laughs> <laughs> and so uh it just just a, you know had a and still do have a really good relationship with him and a friendship with him and loved playing with ed pinkney he and i are still great friends to this day dan marley uh you know just uh name a couple you know those are the guys i really they were great teammates, hard workers, you know, uh, you know, guys I didn't like to play against. I mean, you know, the, the guy that comes right to my mind all the time is Akeem Olajuwon. I mean, I had to deal with that dude in college, and then I had to deal with him pretty much my whole NBA career. And I tell my wife, you know, now at night I wake up in the middle of the night thinking he's standing behind me. <laughs> That's a whole bunch of man standing there. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, he just was an awesome player. Just you know, offensively was so gifted, and then defensively he could he could cover anybody. And he was just athletic. I mean, he just one of the greatest big men of all time, in my opinion. 
So, what's Larry Bird's favorite beer? Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Miller, I Miller see Lite, man. Blue, blue yeah. collar guy, Miller Lite seems to fit that just yeah. right. I would, I would agree I'm a, with that. Now, I'm a Bud Light guy. You're a Bud Light guy. I'm a Bud, Bud Light guy, so we had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of debates on that. <laughs> Bud Light versus Miller Lite. So, but, but he usually was buying, so I would... Those, those Miller Lights weren't bad, especially when they were free. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go, whatever you can get. <laughs> yeah, cheap, free is free is the best route to go. So, yeah. more gratifying, the Olympic gold or the NBA title? They both. It, it, it's interesting the points they came in your career. So, right. which, which was more gratifying? Well, I think uh, when it when, when I was still playing, I think the NBA ring was because that was you know you were chasing it and chasing it and chasing it and chasing it and you know my family and I I could have made had a you know I took the minimum wage to go to Chicago which I mean I don't want anybody to cry for me on that it was a good salary but we turned down some money to go to Chicago because uh you know we're chasing that ring and so I think at that juncture in my life I think you would say that but I think over time when you kind of look at it and when you like go to schools and talk to kids, and you bring your gold medal and you bring your championship ring, when uh, and even that, you know, looking at it now, I mean, you know, to me, it's the gold medal because I just uh, it's once every four years, it's once in a lifetime. We were the last amateur team to win it. Uh, you know, just the try, you know, going through the Olympic trials, how difficult it was to, to make that team, and how lucky I was to be on that team, and just. Uh, you know, as you get older, I think looking back, it's, uh, I think, I think that I, I, I cherish that one. I cherish them both, you know, they're pretty equal, but if I had, if I had to choose one, I would take my gold medal. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, obviously playing for your country is big, but, uh, yeah, I'd have a hard time choosing between the two of those, to be honest. I don't know. Never been in that moment, but, I'd have to. I'd have a hard time choosing on that one. So uh, before we let you go, I got to get your thoughts on uh, on a couple things. So can you give us a look, give us a rundown of your thoughts on Musselman and Mike Neighbors too, as well on the hill right now, and and uh, just what your thoughts are on them as coaches and what they're going to bring to the table on the hill and what fans can be excited about. Well, I think I think we are in great shape with those two guys. I just I think they get it. I think they understand, you know, Mike definitely being being from the state, but I think Eric has really adjusted to what Arkansas is all about, and I think they get it. I think they understand the fan base, uh, and I think they have a real desire to really do well. I love how they both recruit. I think they're tireless recruiters. I think they uh, do things, as we've seen with, uh, both of them on Twitter and social media that are engaging to uh, younger uh, players. And I think from an X and O standpoint, they definitely know what they're doing. I mean, they, their, their ability to ju- adjust game to game and in-game situations is as good as anybody in the country. Uh, and just, I, I couldn't, I just think, I think, our basketball programs are in great hands, and I think the future is very bright. Yeah, we're obviously looking forward to it. I've uh, I've had to uh, – so my neighbor is Jalen Ricks, um, and so I get, a, get to chat with him some. And, and listening to him talk about his he, – he got to go up on, a, on an unofficial, and just the – you were talking about the recruiting side of it. Their attention to detail is pretty amazing when you hear some of the stuff that, uh, that that's coming back from recruits. And Jalen was giving me a rundown of – like he had all his stats from like – I mean, when he was – like young, I mean, when he first started playing ball on the AAU circuit, and they had stats up on a board from top to bottom, everything he's ever done, all his games, and, and so I was highly impressed with with what Must brings to the table from that aspect as well. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, he he, you know, he does his work. I mean, he's a tireless worker, and you know, that's that's what you got to do. That's who you want. You know, I think that's what you want running your program and representing your state. 
Yeah, without a doubt. So one other question before we let you go. We were we had the honor of having Jersey Wolfenbarger Barger on the uh, on, on an interview, and we're actually going to play that when we get done here um, and uh, after our break. So, but I wanted you to talk a little. I know you, uh, you. I think you've got a pretty good relationship with her, but wanted to get your thoughts on Jersey and what she's going to bring to the hill for Mike Neighbors. Well, I've I've got to watch her. My my, I, I'm an assistant coach at, at Catholic, so whenever we played. At Northside, I you know girls would play before, so uh, I'd gotten to see her play, you know, a bunch of times, and uh, and got introduced to her through her head coach uh, before a game. I want to say two or three years ago, and got to talk to her very briefly. But just what a what a great young lady. I mean, looked you in the eye, talked to you, uh, respectful, and then you know you. Just if you hadn't ever seen her play, just talking to her, you walk away and go, "Man, she gets it." And then, and then you watch you watch her play, and you go, "Holy smokes, she really gets it." I mean, <laughs> she just she's just a great young lady. Uh, and you know, the thing I like about her is, you know, with, again, I, I didn't I didn't get to see a lot of her, but I mean, I got to see her play versus Mount St. Mary's, you know, several times, and uh, just. Always played hard, regardless of the score. Always making the right play, whether it's to shoot, to pass. A willing defender, a willing passer. And then you see how she interacts with her teammates on the floor, encouraging, uh, you know, motivating. Uh, just had a, had a leadership quality to her, a presence on the floor that you see with, you know, great players. And, you know, I think with, you know, Mike Neighbors, uh, coaching her and the, the teammates that she already has up there, she's going to fit in really well. And, and she's going to be a great piece because of her versatility and, and her willingness to be coached and uh, just her attitude in general. I think but having those things, she's going to struggle as a freshman, as all freshmen do. But when you have those things, you can get through it and you can adjust and come out better on the other side. And I, I certainly think that's what's going to happen with her. Well, I was certainly impressed with her just as a person when we talked to her. So I think she she's definitely uh, she brings a lot of uh, a lot of good to the hill and, and to Mike Neighbors' program. So certainly looking forward to that. But uh, well, Joe, we certainly appreciate you joining us today, man. We won't take up too much of your afternoon. I know you got a busy one. So um, I had one other question. It looked like a fan hit us up with a question. So Christopher Shaw wanted to know: Do you think LeBron James would have reached his stats if he played in that '90s NBA? You know, I, I, I do. I mean, I think we all look back. Uh, everybody, there's a, the, the, as you guys know, the game was different back then. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was taught differently. It was ref differently. It was played differently. And so the perception that everybody says is that players uh, nowadays aren't as tough as players in past days. And that may be true, but I mean, in my opinion, but again, it's because of the way the game is. It's not, I think I think LeBron, if he was in the '90s and he'd been taught coming through AAU and taught coming up how to play this '90s style of basketball, he would be awesome at it because uh, he's he's an awesome player. So, you know, I think a lot of it is when we when we judge the previous players as opposed to. I think all these players, if they were, especially the great ones, if they were put in the situation of the 90s and had been taught and how to play this way and coach this way, you know, with the toughness and the fouling and the, all that, that they would adjust and they would, they, would, they would be great in that era. So, I mean, I think LeBron would, I think LeBron would, be, would be LeBron. I think he would be awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. Some I would have loved to have seen. Oh man, his size and his skill at that. Mm, yeah, that'd have been a lot of fun. It'd have been fun to watch him go up against the Pistons. So <laughs> six eight yep. two fifty. Yeah, come on, and can run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he would have. All them hits you see Michael taking. And I, I I think the Pistons might might have backed yeah. off a little yeah. on LeBron because there's a little different beast coming down that lane than Michael. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. man that runs a 4 five, 40 and is 250 pounds. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of yeah. meat coming at you. Yeah, yeah, it's, no you doubt. you want to take this lick because it's going to hurt me and it's going to hurt you both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. 
Well, Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, once again, guys, get out to Corky's, get your lunch. Uh, if you see the food on our plates right now, you're probably hungry. Mine didn't um, look that good right now. Yours got tore up over there, buddy. destroyed it. Yeah, you destroyed them ribs. This chicken is amazing. I still got another half rack down below, though. I know. It's we're going to tear it up there. <laughs> Man, I think I'm going to go up there and... I, I, but if I go up there, they're going to put me to work. So I don't know. I may work. They were pretty busy when we went. So. Where, where were yeah. them little disguises with the mustache and the glasses and the nose? Yeah, undercover and boss. see if you can get in there without being you know, seen or anything. You know, I don't know. Maybe think, seven foot tall. Six, they might pick you out of the crowd, coming, bud. I think, I think 6'11 coming through the kitchen is going to be hard to disguise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think I'm you can not, disguise that. I'm not Joe. No. I'm his brother, Paul. I don't work here. Oh, man. Good stuff. Well, Joe, we appreciate it again. Thanks so much. I hope to have you on again in the future. Maybe All right. hopefully talk some basketball this fall. So, Absolutely. Anytime, guys. Fantastic. You guys have a great day. My right, pleasure. Yes, Safe travels. Good Good talk to you. All right, man. That was good. Oh, beep, beep in our ear. That was good stuff, yeah. guys. I hope you guys enjoyed Joe. Uh, when we get back, we're going to play the interview that Jackson had with uh, with Jersey Wolfenbarger. So uh, hang around with us. We'll be right back and enjoy this uh, Corky's commercial. I'm my barbecue. That's right. I'm going to tear mine up. And I promise we're going to go to the next screen when I get it up. All right. We'll see you in a minute. Give me a screen. Come on now. You hungry yet? Don't know how you can be after watching that segment? Head over to Corky'sBarbecue.com and click on the menu link. Then pick up your phone and call the Little Rock or North Little Rock location and get that order in. I personally recommend starting off with some famous Corky's cheese dip, then order that rack of ribs you've been craving with a side of fried okra and mashed potatoes. And if you're still somehow hungry after all of that, be sure to order some of their delicious homemade banana pudding for dessert. And don't forget, Corky's will cater that post-pandemic party you're throwing when this COVID-19 business is gone. Get your Corky's order in today. between takes, just in case you were wondering. I do turn takes. We only got five people watching anyway. Watch me eat. I'm right. good at it. All right, welcome back, everybody. You know y'all want some of this. Dude, this chicken is so good. Woo, man. Yeah, your chicken's real juicy. This is really good stuff. So that was a lot of fun. What do you think about Joe? Joe's pretty cool. I've good talked to him several times in the restaurant and stuff like that, and other times I've run into him, but... That was pretty pretty neat. That's something you're not going to get to just do, like when you meet him in public or something. You can't just sit down for 30 minutes and talk to him about what he did when he was in the NBA or, yeah. or college or Olympics. Or well, and it's really cool because, I mean. business is cooking. And, yeah. You know, yeah, you're going to talk, you're gonna talk a lot of barbecue before the before we start oh, yeah, recording. Definitely. Um, it's interesting knowing that he, uh, you know, when he went into this and they, he didn't know what dry ribs were. Yeah. Like, and I'm a dry rub nut. That's about the only <laughs> way I'm going to do mine. Dry and he was like, what? That came out all kinds of backwards. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Let me hop over here. I forgot to check our sound. Dry dry screw up. Does that sound better? There you go. Okay. It did. I'm, I'm sorry if that whole that whole part there was, was echoed. I really hope it wasn't. I hope that's just a Skype issue. Look, you're going to have Barry Booker problems. You keep talking like <laughs> hey, that. Hey, ma'am. Hey, we didn't even ask him about that. I forgot about well, that. probably oh, well. need to leave that alone. <laughs> it would have been a lot of fun, though. So that was I'm good. Sure we'll get him back. We'll ask him next season. Yeah, pretty cool to have him on and, and get to talk about like the only. Sport. You want a bone? No, no, and I don't have a big dog anymore. That makes me want to cry. Hey, I'll take him to Diesel. But uh, yeah, it was cool uh, getting to talk about. They, I finally got to catch up on the last dance over the last. Well, yesterday. So me my too. my kids have been uh, have been at grandma's. Thank you so much, grandma, for taking them. Um, and so. They've, they've been at Grandma's for the last couple of days, so I had a quiet house yesterday and actually got to catch up on The Last Dance. If you haven't Is watched it... Is that what it, you caught up on? It was. Uh-huh. <laughs> Spent four hours, well, a little less than that with, with fast-forwarding through commercials, but... Um, good Three and four last night. Yeah, I caught one, two. definitely going to go back and catch one and two now. One and two were a lot of fun. I, I highly recommend you get back and watch. It's all good stuff. Of course, uh, st- it, it continues tonight at, what, 8 o'clock, I guess? I think it's 8. Um, ESPN for the Dirty Word version and ESPN 2 for the non-Dirty Word version. Um, so make I sure. I watched it on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. Or, no, I might have watched it just on watch because it was, it, it was edited. Mm-hmm. So i got to go over to Plus to watch it with 
all the uh, explicit words. Yeah, it's just the ESPN broadcast. It should be the okay. explicit one. So, so Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan calls somebody an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to watch it there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, without a doubt. So Kevin, Kevin let's see. So, yeah, um, so good stuff, man. Really appreciate you guys joining us. So coming up next, uh, we wanted to share, I know you guys, so a couple things. Let me just start here. Number one, this is not something we do every Sunday. We do record this live every Sunday for YouTube. So if you want to catch the show, hop over to YouTube, Natural State Sports, click the subscribe button, make sure you're set up for live notifications. Click that bell. Because you never know, we could go live at like 5 in the afternoon, we could go live at 9 at night, or we go into live at noon like we did today. Uh, so a lot of times it just depends on what our guests have for us. And so it uh, worked out today that we started at noon. But make sure you get over to Natural State Sports and subscribe to our YouTube page and uh, and so that you don't miss anything there. Yeah, if you don't catch us at noon or like round 6, you know, we might not be eating while doing this. Now remember, obviously, this is a podcast, so make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. So if you are watching this and you did not know we had a podcast, where the hell have you been? And then B, make sure that you go to your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple uh, Podcast, Google Play, whatever, Spotify, whatever you use, and like, share, and subscribe, and, and throw us a five-star review. Uh, the five-star reviews help us out and help us bring good quality content for you guys. So please like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching this right now, give us a share as well. Make sure that you share the show. Um, and uh, But again, YouTube page, very important. Get over there and take a look at it um, and subscribe so you don't miss us. So our interview with, <laughs> that's a big chunk of chips. <laughs> so our interview, uh, Jackson, Hog, Mr. Hogball blog himself, uh, caught up with Jersey Wolfenbarger uh, this past week. That interview you can find on YouTube, but right now you're going to be able to find it right here on Facebook. Um, hopefully nobody gets mad at me because I didn't really tell anybody I was doing this. So let me hop over here and get my screen up real quick. Just kidding. That's on the wrong screen. All right. Steve doesn't really know how to do this. So I'll carry the show right now. I appreciate so. you. I need you. He's learning. I need you. I don't know what I'm doing. Now I had it all set up, but with all the changes, it decided to dump me out of there. Old so. Jackson got him a good interview here, so he did. Excited he did well. to share this. Um, obviously, you heard Joe's opinion on Jersey just a few minutes Welcome ago. Welcome to Natural State Sports. I'm Jackson. Hang on, just kidding. Just uh-huh. kidding. I can't even eat. Hurry up. You can. Oh, yeah. We're going to eat during this, aren't we? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, anyway, without further ado, let me get you to the right screen. Yeah. Just watching Steve do this on his little funny back. All right. There you go. Uh-huh. Boom. There you go. And a play. All right. Enjoy. Welcome to Natural State Sports. I'm Jackson Collier, occasional podcast guest, basketball content writer, and man behind the Hogball blog on Twitter. I'm joined with Jersey Wolfenbarger today. Uh, elite basketball prospect and recent Arkansas women's basketball commit with the class of 2021. She was the 2020 Gatorade player of the year in the state. Uh, Jersey, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So obviously I listed off some some accolades you've already uh, received and surely there are going to be more to come in in the near future. Um, Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the prestige and notoriety you've gotten through the through the recruiting process, or is that something that you just kind of accepted with how hard you worked for what you, you, you've wanted to do? Definitely, it comes from how hard I have worked, and so I've learned to appreciate it, even though sometimes it could be overwhelming, you know, having to really kind of get to know colleges and make sure you choose, you know, your right school, your best fit, but it's definitely a blessing, and it's very, very rewarding to see um, all your hard work pay, pay off. And talking about hard work, um, there is an immense amount of work that you have to put in to be a Division One athlete, let alone one uh, of such a high caliber as yourself. Uh, could you walk us through sort of your daily routine? What does a top-level recruit normally go through uh, daily as far as managing schoolwork and also eating right and getting in practice time and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's definitely, um, you have to put in more hours than, you know, the average person. My thing that I do is I do multiple workouts. So if we have team practice, I'm typically doing a, like, shooting workout, you know, right after, directly after practice. And then I go to weight training. Um, My shooting is every day. So I do that, you know, 
set like every week so like every day during the week and then um I do my weight training at least five days oh wow so yeah you're doing weight training and shooting every single day so yeah that is definitely next level stuff and obviously why you're going to uh be playing for the University of Arkansas obviously your uh growth spurt has been well documented um did you ever notice that while you were playing? Like, I know it happened over a span of a year. You grew about a foot um, and you played point guard and you were, what, five, six. And now you're six, five. Uh, did you just come to practice one day and ever notice that your teammates were all a lot shorter than you? Or were you ever dribbling the basketball and it was taking longer to get back up to your hand or anything like that? Or is it just kind of a gradual kind of noticing? Um, no, it was definitely challenging. At, you know, sometimes. Um when you go through a growth spurt like that, you start getting tripped up easily, like mm -hmm. easier. And then making sure I maintain like weight and um, my strength was definitely a challenge because I'm growing so fast. So it's harder to keep on, you know, muscle mass. Um, so I did a lot of like protein shakes and just trying to maintain, you know, my weight. And then I'd always try to measure myself against my teammates. So whoever was taller than me, I tried to like walk up to him and kind of like size him up, I guess. And finally, I was tall, you know, like I'm the tallest on my team, so I get to look, I get to like look down on a lot of teammates. So it's it's pretty funny because we were, you know, like neck and neck, and then now I'm four inches taller. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, so were there any adjustments you had to make to your game while going through that growth spurt? Yeah, like your game in particular, not necessarily your diet or anything. Yeah, um, I switched from being more of a point guard to like a two, uh, just for the sole fact that handling the ball at, you know, like my height is a lot more difficult than a shorter guard. And it also gave me the opportunity to um, create mismatches and go down low and post up a smaller guard or draw a bigger defender out to guard me. Have you ever been compared to Anthony Davis with his growth spurt from going like six foot point guard to being a six eleven seven foot swing forward? Yeah, my mom does all the time, and I I typically get mad because I like to be compared to KD. And oh, so okay. I always tell him like, "No, I'm not AD, I'm KD." So. <laughs> I mean, what, what? There's nothing really wrong with being compared to yeah. two NBA All Stars, though. Yes, yes. Um, so. Obviously, it's been well documented, and you've said before that Mike Neighbors contacted you, recruited you, and offered you before your growth spurt, and that was a major um, uh, reason in your uh, decision-making process for committing to Arkansas. Obviously, you're still uh, you still have your senior season in high school left to go. Um, have you talked about your potential role on the team uh, with Coach Neighbors yet, even though that's still a year out? Yeah, um, I'm looking at this season as a way to progress. So when I go, when I walk on campus, I'm not playing like a freshman. I'm able to play like an upperclassman. And Coach has done a really good job of kind of letting me know how he runs the system and what I can get better at. And um, I've been working on that, you know, daily, trying to make sure that I'm prepared for the next level. Gotcha. And, of course, I'm sure you've talked philosophy with them plenty of times. Uh do you know about his green light philosophy with players? I'm sure you do. Yes, yeah. Um, when I first went on my um, unofficial visit with Coach Neighbors my freshman year, he we spent the most of the visit writing down drills, his green light drills. And I've been working on those, trying to make sure that I'm you know prepared and ready and that I can consistently get them. Gotcha. There was one time uh, a handful of years ago when he was still at the University of Washington, he was giving a talk at a coaching conference at Hendricks. And uh, he was talking about, I think they were in the elite eight at this point, and they were down maybe eight or 10 points. Um, and he had a couple of uh, a couple of his players who were green lighted, um, who kept pulling from deep three point range and kind of almost shooting them out of the game. And uh, at this conference, he said, man, I couldn't I couldn't tell them not to shoot because they were green-lighted. I told them, if you're green-lighted, I can't stop you. Well, they ended up shooting them back in the game, and they made it to the Final Four. Yeah. So I just thought that was always a really cool philosophy and something I never really thought of. But especially with your game, being able to hit the three and becoming sort of a uh, – or not sort of, but you are becoming a three-level scorer, that's got to be attractive of a style of play for you. 
Yeah, um, Coach Neighbor's system is positionless, and I like to see myself as a positionless player. And so I think I can really thrive in a system, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be able to produce and help my teammates be successful. How much did being a part of a rebuild factor into your decision? You know, it's kind of it's not so much a rebuild now after this last season where they were in the top 25 and they were about to go to the NCAA tournament before this whole cancellation and pandemic happened. Um, but it's been a long time since there's been this level of success and this level of hype around the women's basketball team. Did that play a major factor in why you wanted to stay home? Yeah, uh, I want to be a part of what Coach is building. It excites me because you get to see how much they've progressed. And, you know, I'm, I've always looked at the future, so I can't wait. Like, I'm trying to work every day to be able to be successful um, with Coach Neighbors and with the team. Awesome. And last question, kind of a, kind of a softball question. Obviously, three-level scorer, offensive player, offensive dynamite player. Uh, do you have a favorite way to score on opponents? Do you like hitting threes in people's faces? Do you like driving and getting and ones? Or what is your favorite way to score? Um, my favorite way to score is whatever the defense gives me. Just I like to score in general. So whatever they push me left, you know, I like to try to reverse it back right. Or it doesn't matter to me. I just want to be able I – like, I like to score because I feel like that's my way to contribute to my team. Good answer. Very good answer. Well, thank you for your time today. Really pre appreciate you coming on here and answering some questions. Uh, obviously, good luck moving forward for your senior season and uh, look forward to watching you in a Razorback jersey. Thank you. All right, good stuff there from Jackson, man. He, uh, he knocked it out of the park with that interview, didn't he, Andy? Absolutely. Oh, oh don't do that. Hang on, guys. What are you doing? Well, this isn't cooperating at the moment. Yeah, Jackson, that was a rock star interview. I mean, in my opinion, watching yep. that. Great questioning. The girl seems to be really, really open about what she wants to do, where her head's at. You know, it's definitely going to be fun watching the Lady Backs this coming fall. Yeah, no doubt. I'm excited about it. You know, we, we watched Two five star recruits in one class on a women's basketball team, both of them in state. Yeah. Yeah, That's this awesome. team's going to be really, really, really good. So I know you guys are staring at my face right now. Sorry, I'm trying to get out of this deal over here. Just put tape over the camera. The government's watching. It's just not working for me right now. Fans are watching. There we go. All right. Well, we're back, I promise. So we're going to hop into it here in just a second if, this, if my uh, screen will cooperate. You know I'm it's on really the, cooperating? We're on the wrong camera. There we go. Look, you know we're on the right camera now. You know what's really cooperating? What's that? It's barbecue. <laughs> barbecue is amazing. Like I, I'm glad we had that eight minute section there where you guys didn't have to listen to us chew on our food because we were doing some chowing down. I think I think Andy might have went to Corky's and got another slab of rib, ribs. To be honest, no, but I've knocked back about uh, <clears throat> I think uh, what was it, sixteen bones in a rack. I think I'm about eleven or twelve through it in, in a matter of about eight minutes. So. <laughs> okay, so as you can see on the screen. We are at the. I just burped everywhere. That was awesome. You're welcome, guys. So, um, rant of the day. Now, I apologize. I'm gonna have to bring the rant down a little bit since we're live on Facebook today. But you can join us on YouTube next Sunday, and my rant probably won't be as clean PC, and it's the side that Will has to clean up. Sorry, Will. So I'm Will. Sorry. Will likes it. He likes having something to do, I yeah. think. Not like he's been working selling water or anything. So. <laughs> he's, <laughs> numbers. he's been working a ton of hours, actually, so doing this whole thing. Okay, so here's my rant of the week, and this goes out. It's, it's from Twitter. It frustrates me, though. So Justin Stepp, arguably the most important piece on the Arkansas coaching staff right now, especially by far the best, the only piece that we brought over that should have been brought over was Absolutely. Justin Stepp. Absolutely. You've seen what he's done for this team, the way he recruits, the way the kids love him, the way people love him. Well, he proved this week, this past week, why people love him so much. And it's because he cares about people. He generally cares about people. It's so, not just an image. It's not just a. It's not portrayed just for the screen. It's real. Yeah, he's a real dude. What you see from him is real. Well, so last week on Twitter, he changes his Twitter picture. Now, this is where my rant starts and gets really frustrating. Rawr. Folks, Twitter, 99% of the people on there don't have a real picture. It's their profile picture anyway. So who the hell cares what is on Good for you, I don't. Who the hell cares what is what your freaking profile picture is anyway? 
But Justin Stepp changes his profile picture to a G, and it's not. It doesn't look like any. It looks like Grambling, I guess, if you're going to compare it to anything. It kind of looks like a Grambling. Grosbeck, Texas. Like, it's it's nothing. So he's not leaving Arkansas for Grambling, so people are going to freak out. He changes his profile picture to this G. His And then he has to come out because people gave him crap about it. So he has to come out on Twitter and explain the reason he's doing it is to support a friend of his who's a coach in South Carolina who has cancer. Okay? So it's bad enough that people gave him crap, so much so that he had to come out and address it. But let's add to that that not only did he did he have to do that, then people like Johnny Jameson, who apparently believes that QAnon is... I'm not getting into this anyway. We're going to go down a political rabbit hole. What? So <clears throat> Johnny Jameson said, why even do it when you know the look it creates? Creates. Think, Justin. I'm like, are you are you serious right now? Somebody in a grown man slapped that dude. Right. Okay. Well, it gets even better. Where's he at? Paw hog. Paw paw hog. With anyway, just can't. His his that's his Twitter name. You can ask for thoughts and prayers without changing a profile pic to a G. You can even mention names and schools associated with said person without a G. Heck, I have even heard of people asking for unspoken prayer requests without mentioning a name. It's not. You can have a picture of Toucan Sam off a box of Fruit Loops. It's a damn picture. Yes. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. Who's worse, Paw Paw Hog or Mud Butt? But what the hell does it matter? Oh, God. Mud Butt. <laughs> can we just not go down that road again? Oh, Mud Butt. Twitter oh, man. God, man. I got I got inside stats, bud. Oh. Uh, I mean, Johnny Jameson that I'm talking about is the same guy who, like, a week and a half ago, unequivocally said Mason Jones was 100% coming back. And Mason Jones ain't coming back, folks. He signed with an agent. He done. He gone. So Congratulations, Mason. Yeah. Enjoy. Hey, no one's taking anything away from you, Mason. No, go do what you want to uh, do, we, man. Follow your dreams. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, this dude's an absolute moron, and, and it's highly frustrating. He's, he's openly proving it to everyone. Yes. You know, without even trying. Yes. You know, put it's, yourself out there. You better be the right information. Yeah. So what aggravated me the most about it, though, was the fact that any that, that Justin, number one, had to respond to it and had to clear anything up. He didn't have to respond to Who? it. He did just because he, he's a good person. He felt the need to explain stuff. And it kind of backfired, it seemed like to me, from what you're explaining. Yeah. And, and you know, thankfully. If, anything, you'd, if you were a normal person and not a moron, you would go, okay, well, I can get behind that and I can support that, too. Yeah, well, you know, and, but no, you're too stupid, and you want to sit there and and try to tell somebody. You know what? It's a free country. You can do whatever the heck he wants. If he wants to make his picture, like I said, two cans sand from the Fruit Loops, he can do that. But we actually don't understand. Maybe a lucky charm. It's not like he put a Missouri Tiger helmet up there, or an LSU, or, or an Ole Miss, or an A and M. Anything. He didn't put Alabama. It wasn't like it was an Alabama coach, and he put their that up. This was a coach at a South Carolina high school, and he put their logo up, like. Who the hell cares? Why are you people making a big deal about Apparently it? Apparently the idiots in our fan base that that think that they can say something, make him change it. The, these will be the people that will come out and, and, and we lose to Notre Dame by a touchdown that will say fire Sam Pittman. I mean, these, these are people that have nothing to do. They cannot be they, they cannot be made happy. They're never happy. They they are consistently just terrible people to be around. And, and, and unfortunately, social media has become a place for them to spout out their nonsense. Our cheese dip has gotten cold. I'm sorry. The uh-huh. fan. The fan. Yeah. Don't drop it on the road. We'll get really mad if we drop it on the I'll electronics. I'll drop it back in the bucket. Yeah, you already tried to destroy electronics this morning. Hey, so. I did. I <laughs> you fixed it. it. Look, look. It's, it's, see, you can it see. It's good. fixed. But this was Man. in like 12 pieces earlier. So just before getting it's prepped for Joe. It's 12 pieces. Yeah. It's just um, in 12 pieces <laughs> in a case. Yes. Yeah. I All right. Break, I did break this, though. Oh, well. We can have that back. I don't care. It's not mine. <laughs> we need another mic clip. <laughs> we don't. We don't have that anymore. Again, we have plenty of them. See right there. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us this week. It's been a lot of fun. Got Joe. Got to talk a little Jersey. So, Andy, what else you got, buddy? What you looking at? You're playing looking the juice? same music going out as going. Well, because I don't have any out music right now. That was part of my plan to start, and I didn't have time to. Do I was going to bump into something about make sure you check out the. Uh, the live show on Friday night. We got some, uh, we got some interesting things going on. Had a bunch of views lately on uh, best Razorbacks by position uh, in the SEC era. Coming up this week, you've got quarterbacks and safeties, I believe. Next week, I think we're going to try to do a little giveaway when we do running backs and linebackers. Uh-oh. See if we can get somebody to maybe match up a list with myself or Zach. Uh, we'll kind of, I think we're kind of rough on this right now on trying to figure out what to do. But if somebody gets like an exact match, have your list posted by 7 o'clock. Zach and I will screenshot ours so it knows that it's not fake or anything like that. And somebody hits it, we'll try to give away a gift card or something like that. Maybe a, maybe a food card or 
something in the area, somebody that that anyone that's anywhere that's listening to us uh, can benefit from. Yeah, so, they got some. They got some good. Y'all got some good food on that show. Uh, yes, we do. We have a, a <laughs> awesome pizza place in in Benton called Lost Pizza, and they're yeah, actually uh, they're all over. You know, I had their pizza when I was down there in Oxford. Right. So uh, actually, turns out I knew the owner. I went to went to grade school with him, <laughs> which is a funny thing. But yeah, uh, they take care of us over there. Five hundred one Nutrition as well. Uh, Zach and Zach and Katie actually brought me a shake to work Friday yeah. morning. And we're like, "You are busy." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "I don't have time to pick up the phone to do nothing." And you're not allowed to go to Sonic and get it off the patio. So no, you can't because you'll get kicked that. out. Get kicked out. I learned that. Yeah, put Steve's tires on. That's another thing. Big Jake's come see me. Yep, we're gonna uh, make sure you get over and see Andy there. Don't forget also on the topic of live shows, the Sports Junkies. Again, we'll be back this week. You push that. I'm going to push mine. We, we had a blast. Yeah, go. We had a blast with Kevin Bohannon last week joining us to talk some baseball. This week, Kevin we got awesome. another special guest. We're super excited about it. This Former is- defensive tackle for the Arkansas Razorbacks, Zach Stather, will be joining us this week. So 100% looking forward to having him on. We're going to talk some 2011 football, um, a little bit more Razorback history, and who knows what other topics Justin and I will come up with to, to talk with him about. And then uh, make sure that you catch uh, this podcast. Make sure you share, you like, subscribe, give us that five-star review. And then don't forget, Around the Diamond with myself and, and Kevin Bohannon, Coach Cabo, the baseball guru, that comes out every Thursday. We also stream it live as well on YouTube. And don't miss it. We've had Bubba Carpenter on. We've had Phil Elson. We've had have a couple others. Uh, Steve Moritz is on this last last podcast. Padre, Steve Moritz is a Padre Scouting. Scout. So make sure you guys get out and check out the podcast. Like, share, and subscribe. And uh, make sure you get over to the Natural State Sports page and hit that like button and, and, and share. share. That's right. Share this. Share, share, share. And, and sign up for live notifications so you don't miss us when we go live. Yeah, go to YouTube too. Yes, YouTube as well. I, I can't keep up with all of them. As always, up. bacon helps. Bacon helps. All right. Until next week, we done ran through all the music. Have a good one. Wash your hands. Woo pig. Woo pig. in such services as oil changes, flat repairs, new and used tires, alignment, suspension work, as well as full engine and transmission replacement. We also carry a full line of aftermarket accessories, including custom wheels and tires, lift kits, step rails, bumpers, winches, and remote start systems. On a business with a fleet of vehicles, we got you covered there too. Starting this week, we have a food drive to benefit Saline County students. Bring in three non-perishable items and you will receive an oil change with a free brake inspection and tire rotation for $19.99. Some restrictions do apply. Stop in or give us a call.